Welcome to the Rise Up For You podcast, where thought leaders, entrepreneurs, and executives from around the world share their practical tips, strategies, and stories to help you unleash your potential and achieve your goals. Your journey of growth to become your best starts now. Welcome to the Rise Up For You show, our podcast, our webcast, however you're tuning in today. Before we jump in to our amazing guest today, I want to remind you all that if you head over to our website, riseupforyou.com, we have an incredible free course with eight videos and a 60-page workbook for you to download to uplevel your success. Here at Rise Up For You, we are all about pushing your potential through soft skills, the skills that are the most needed that actually make up 75% of an individual's success that we don't spend a lot of time cultivating. That's the emotional intelligence, the confidence, the leadership, the public speaking and the presence, all those human skills that make up a lot of challenges today, that's what we're cultivating here at Rise Up For You. So again, head over to our website, riseupforyou.com, Download your master success course, eight videos, 60 page workbook, completely free so that you can push your potential and actually optimize the technical skills, build the wealth that you want, build the relationships that you want and build an amazing life on your own terms. All right, let's jump into today's episode. Nadia with the beautiful green shirt on. For those of you that might not be watching us on YouTube, Nadia's rocking a beautiful green shirt and having a fabulous hair day. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for being here, my friend. Thanks for having me. It's an honor to be here. I'm really looking forward to our conversation today. Oh, me too. You know, mask down human first. Isn't it so powerful when you just cut through the bullshit, cut through the facade and just have a real conversation? Yeah, I think especially in today's world, these conscious conversations are super critical. I think there's a lot of um, hype and a lot of surfacey stuff out there that's really mm. taking us away from connection, Co connection with ourselves, connection with other people, connection with our work, our purpose, with the world. With and I mean, I think that we are in a tough time, and the best thing that we can do is have these conscious conversations. Yeah. Oh, I love that. You just worded that much more beautifully than my Philadelphia self. Conscious conversations, uh, so much more powerful than than no bullshit, as I like to call it. <laughs> yeah, that's the East Coast way. I was born <laughs> in Pennsylvania, so I get it. <laughs> so I don't think I even shared this with you. If you remember, I had first came across your work and your community through a women empowerment uh, yeah. virtual event that you were doing. Yeah. And I remember getting off that summit at that point, I didn't know what I wanted to do, where I was going, but I knew I wanted to surround myself with a strong network of empowered women. And I got off that summit with you and I thought, oh my God, you got a girl and you are someone that I want to surround myself with. So I reached out to you on LinkedIn and said something so simple as I like it. I loved your summit. And you had offered me such an act of kindness, authentic kindness, not what's in it for me, not trying to sell you something, just a, hey, how can I help you? And we had a 15, 20 minute call that I will never forget. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I remember that call for sure. And uh, and I think it's beautiful that today you're out there and you're doing this amazing work and you're elevating 
other individuals and like moving forward and taking action. So I, I do remember the call though. (laughs) In our busy world, I think we forget how powerful the pause and the small acts of kindness can be. Yeah. Do you, is it just innately in your blood to come from this act of service or have you paused to think about what it is in your DNA that you authentically want to serve others? Is it intentional? Is it, is it just who you are? Or Talk to us a little bit about the power of kindness, how it shows them for you, where it comes from. I think it's all of the above. Uh, so I've always been this way. You know, even when I was a kid, I look back and I remember, you know, coming out of the grocery store and seeing a man in need. And I gave him my now and laters, if anybody remembers the <laughs> now and later candy, you know, because I didn't have money. But I looked at my mom and I was like, can I give him my candy? You know, so I, I think I've always kind of have had that portion of me. But I think it really comes down to values, to tell you the truth. Like I've made it a really core value for like understanding what is the bigger purpose of you being here. Mm. And I think for me, it's really clear that the bigger purpose of me being here is it's just not to have a job and to work. It's not to like wake up every morning and just grind and hustle, but it's to elevate the human condition. And I firmly believe that. I believe that um, we are all put on this planet to help elevate the human condition. But the challenge is, is that so many of us are caught up in day-to-day things. Some of us are caught up in just the mere act of surviving, right? Mm-hmm. Others are caught up in like, we have to pay our bills and we have to take care of our kids. And sometimes we're so caught up in our own circle of like basic necessity that we don't have the capacity to serve or think about anything else other than ourselves or our family around us. For me, I've made it a really core value growing up and even now uh, that I always want to have the capacity to serve other people. So what do I have to do for myself and my surroundings and my well-being so that I can always think of other people, right? Mm-hmm. So that I'm not uh, too stressed not to see the person in need, so that I'm not too busy that I can't you know, have a call on the phone with somebody that um, is starting a new journey. And I've always just had that, um, that value is very important to me. And I choose to stick by that value. I love how you talked about purpose and, and what's your purpose and finding the purpose. What's your take for our listener right now? I feel like we think finding purpose is going to Nordstrom and getting a pair of shoes. Like we're so desperate to search for it. Someone tell me what it is. What would your advice be to the listeners? That's like, I, I have no idea what my purpose is. Yeah, I would, um, you know, that's interesting because I go back and forth between purpose and what I think is more important is meaning, Mm. your meaning. Everybody has purpose, everyone. Um, If you're a parent, your purpose is to be there for your children, right? Or or to, to help guide your children. If you're an assistant, you have purpose to the executive that you're assisting. Like everyone has purpose. I don't know one person that doesn't. The question is whether or not the individual has meaning behind what they're doing. Like Mm. if they see meaning in it, right? And I think that that is the question is like, does it mean something to you? And can you find meaning behind what you're doing so that the purpose that you have is elevated or that the purpose that you have 
feels empowering for you? And I think that's the bigger question. Cause yeah, people are running around like, what's my purpose? What I, what should I be doing in this world? But you already have purpose. It's just whether or not you think it adds value, it adds value or whether or not it's meaningful to you. So the real question is, is how do you find or become a part of things that have meaning to you, mm. not purpose, meaning to you? Oh, I love that. And isn't it something how just the reframing of the question you ask yourself is so powerful. I love how you just talked about it's the meaning. Are you what what are you doing that has meaning? How I think that is so easier, an easier nugget to swallow and look for versus this just very abstract word of purpose. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I've sat across amazing individuals that have beautiful children and an amazing like job. And they're like, I don't have purpose. I'm like, ah, I think your kids and your husband and your boss and your leader and all of them would say otherwise. But at this point in your life, for some reason, whatever's happening, all these great things that are in your life um, don't mean anything to you right now or mm -hmm. aren't meaningful enough for you to feel fulfilled. And that's the question. Yeah. And don't we get lost in all of that in the chaos of checklists? that 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 we create like I look back and I think a lot of the chaos a lot of the angst a lot of the fear all of these things that I had was self-imposed because yeah. I didn't feel good enough about me and I felt that it had to be about this validation exhaustion as a as a status symbol look how busy I am so Nadia for the person listening right now that 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 is living behind the checklist living with all the chaos what do you think is just one micro step that they can do to clear the noise, to, to hear what their intuition is trying to tell them, but they're too busy that they can't hear it. Yeah. I, th I, I really, um, I'm going to go back to like the values conversation yeah. because I, I feel like, um, many individuals aren't clear on who they are and what yeah. they stand for. Okay. So I, you know, I work with clients all the time and I always ask my executive clients, if I were to take away your job and I were to take away your money and I were to take away your car and your title and all these things, who are you? Mm. And every single client I have ever had stares at me and says, I need a week to answer that question because I don't know. They don't know who they are outside of their job. They don't know who they are outside of their role or outside of the money that they make or outside of their degree. And so the challenge is, is that if you don't know who you are outside of that, you're not clear on what your values are. And so then you're constantly going to be chasing things that really don't fulfill you. And we mm. see in our American culture, right? We see people chase, 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 chase. They get the job and then they're like, I still don't like feel amazing. And then they go somewhere else and they chase, 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 chase. And then they get married and they're like, I, that no, that's not it either. And and you know, you spend your whole life doing that because we very rarely take the time to sit down and say, "Who am I? What are my values? And what do I stand for outside of my job? Like, what are things that are important for me?" And I think that's the first step that we need to identify. And then from there, we need to have the courage to actually live in alignment with that. Right? I mean, think about how many times you know, I'll say, okay, what's your top value? And my top value is my family. I'm like, great. What's the percentage of time that you spend with your family a week? And they, uh, I don't know, maybe like 5%. Okay. What's the other 95% towards working, 
well, do you really need to work 95%? Not really. Okay. So, you know, it's, it's breaking that down and understanding like, this is my, these are my values. Here's what I stand for. And now I'm going to have the courage to actually live in alignment with that. So for me, for example, a huge value for me is self-care and like taking care of myself. That's, that's number two. Number one is like gratitude with God, right? Uh, number two is me. And some people would say, you, you're second. I'm like, absolutely. Because my next value is my family, being a good sister, being a good wife one day, being a good mom one day, and then, you know, making an impact in the world and serving humanity. And guess what? I can't do number three or number four if my number two is not intact. But that's a value for me. So would you believe, okay, it's 1030 right now, Megan, would you believe me if I told you this is the first thing I've done today besides my self-care? So I didn't start working at six o'clock in the morning or seven o'clock in the morning because that's not necessary. I woke up, I wrote in my journal, spent time with my puppy. I went and I worked out and I took care of myself. So now I can jump on this interview with you and serve to the best of my ability, be connected, be present in the, more, in, in the moment, not worried about other things. And then after this, continue my day you know, with work and serving. But I think a lot of times we have these values and then- we don't have the courage to actually be in alignment with them. Mm. Nadia, you said so many powerful things there, girl. You're like taking me to church. And I love how you talked about that this was your first phone call of the day. You know, I started doing this. I did, just today was the first class that I took on Masterclass. Yep. I felt like I needed some bumper lanes because, again, I was getting pulled back into the addiction of doing. Yeah of being on the, the checklists. And uh, my first class is with Sarah Blakely. And she talks about, for a listener who may not know, she is the Michael Jordan of hosiery, if you ask me. She created Spanx. Yeah. And uh, she talks about the power of creating some silence and the ideas that come to you in that time. 100%. How do you get your best ideas. Talk us through your practice. What does that look like? So you can hear your intuition and continue to innovate and evolve and be above the checklist and the to-dos that happens in your world. Yeah, that's a good question. And and I'll say that I have both. Like I I have a very strong uh, to-do checklist. I have like three of them. You, you know what I mean? But they're not um, the sole purpose or the sole thing in my life, right? And so there's a couple of things that I do for, for myself to create silence and space. So like I said, when I wake up in the morning, I come down, I enjoy my, my favorite, uh, you know, cup of coffee or water or whatever. And I just sit like, I don't have the TV on. Actually, I don't really watch TV, maybe like a couple hours a week. I don't have the TV on. I don't have any sound going on. And I just enjoy like the nature outside, my puppy, that kind of thing. Uh, I do my gratitude, which just helps me get regrounded because everybody has challenges so I think it's important every morning that despite your challenges, being able to see through the challenge of like what you're grateful for, I set my intention for the day. Like, what do I want to get out of this day? And then working out is a really um, huge factor for me to have peace in my body and to just to get my body going and feel energetic and alive. But my best ideas honestly are done in uh, driving, you know, so or being on a plane, like anytime I'm, I'm driving or I'm on a plane traveling to like to speak or something or to see family, I get amazing ideas. 
And I also get a lot of great ideas when I listen to other experts. Like mm -hmm. if I go to a conference, I don't necessarily go to the conference because uh, I need what's on stage, but sometimes I'll go to the conference because I'll hear something and I'm like, that's a fantastic idea. Like, how can we implement that? You know, so, and I do that with podcasts. I do, you know, I do it with this and I do it, you know, when I watch people speak. So me uh, studying other people and watching other people also helps me get a lot of ideas. I love that you said that because I know as someone who has always been addicted to achieving, getting the validation, being the A plus rock star, that I felt like it had to be me creating this. And that can be a lonely, hard journey and you don't have to have all the answers. So I love you. I love how you said uh, I get wisdom from listening to other people. Like I don't have yeah. to have all the answers. I love that. No, and you don't need to reinvent the wheel. You just, make, you just need to make the wheel look cool. Yes. You know what I mean? Like you don't have to reinvent it. You just have to make it look cool and make it look different from the other wheels that are around. But at the end of the day, like you don't have to reinvent the structure and all. You don't have, in fact, most people aren't doing that. I mean, if you look, it doesn't matter what industry you're in, personal development, technology, I mean, most organizations and industries that are in the same industry, they have a lot of similarity. They're doing the same thing. But maybe there's this one thing that's different with Apple than there is with Microsoft, mm -hmm. right? And that's the game changer. There's one thing that's different with Tesla or, you know, whatever. And then that's the difference with the car. So, but the car is the same. It's the car is a car, right? So I think that sometimes in the like professional industry, professional services industry, consulting, coaching, training, uh, people think that like, oh, I have to have like this brilliant curriculum and idea. And it's not really, you just have to have your own, again, your own twist, your own coolness to it that people will resonate with. Okay. I want to go back, Nadia, to what you said about courage. And that is hard as shit, because I think that we have these great ideas each and every day, each, each, each one of us do, but we are so quick to defute them before we even form the words on our mouth. That won't work for me. I don't have anything to share. That's stupid. And when you and I first spoke, I was so impressed. I still remember this years later, how you were like, Meg, listen, you don't have to have a boatload of money. I had $100 when I started this yeah, community. Yeah. What do you think it was that gave you that courage to just to act? Yeah, I, I wrote my my book on this. and. Most of what I talk about today is rooted in this emotional intelligence, but even more important than that is confidence, mm. self-confidence. Uh, every single challenge that individuals face for the most part that are related to like taking action or certain behaviors or moving forward, um, it comes from self-confidence right? Because when you think about it, behaviors are driven by beliefs. So when you don't have the courage to behave a certain way, that means that there's beliefs that you have that are preventing you or creating resistance for you to shift the behavior. Most individuals, when they don't move forward, when they don't take action, when they behave a certain way, it's either stemmed to uh, fear of failure, fear of rejection, uh, fear of not being good enough, fear of not succeeding. It's all these things that we've created and all this pressure and perfectionism that we've put on ourselves that keeps us in a comfort place where we know we can do well and succeed. And we need to teach ourselves to 
push beyond the comfort. And if we fail, we fail. Right. Mm -hmm. we, and that goes back to that. That goes back to what I said earlier about who are you? If you've only ever defined yourself by these things that you're good at, then your confidence is highly validated and dictated by these outside things. Right. And when those outside things start to change, your confidence starts to change. You're like, no, 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 that, I don't know if I could do that. It doesn't feel good. So then you don't you don't shift. You don't change. But if you can learn to build what I call the micro, the macro confidence, which is that belief that you are enough simply because you exist, which is the belief that even if you fail, that you can still succeed, which is the belief that perfectionism actually prevents you from your potential, mm -hmm. right? Which is a belief that you can and you will if you want to and you work hard and you put your mind to it. Then all these other things that you want to do, they don't seem so scary because if you do fail, it doesn't define you, right? If you don't succeed, that's not your identity. But if you haven't taken the time to realize who you are, then those things are your identity. And it's a scary thing to lose them if you don't understand who you are without them. Mm, God, I love that. I felt like you were talking right to me because I'll tell you, Nadia. For a long time, and I still struggle with this, my knee-jerk reaction to say no, because I want to make sure that I not only do it, but I deliver it. And it can be exhausting because you need to feel like you're always delivering a content, that you're always booking a speaking kings, that you're always going above and beyond to the next thing. So for our listener right now that is like me, that is like you that has struggled struggled with this sort of perfectionist paralysis. Like what is one micro step that you would give to them so they can start to break into that not being so afraid of failure? What is one thing that they could do? They have to get to the belief behind it. Mm. And that's not an easy exercise. It's actually very challenging. But you have to ask yourself, perfectionism is the behavior. So remember, most of us are behaving a certain way. So perfectionism is a behavior. Procrastination is a behavior. Not taking action, even though you really want to do something, is a behavior. Lack of communication is a behavior. So the question is, is that if you're struggling from perfectionism, right, and the paralysis around that, that's a behavior. The question is, why? What's the belief? that is attached to being perfect. Let's say you're not perfect. What will happen, right? Break it down. What's the worst case scenario? Mm -hmm. But why do you feel like you need to be perfect? Is it because you were in a relationship that constantly made you feel like you weren't enough and therefore you were constantly trying to be perfect so that, you know, you have to think about that. Is it because uh, you come from a culture or a family that had really high expectations and when you got an A, that wasn't good enough because it needed to be an A plus? So we have to understand where that need for perfectionism comes from and why we're so tied to it. What's the belief around it? And that's really, really important. Mm. And that's the only way you'll be able to break it is to first understand why do I even have this belief? And what will it mean for me if I'm not perfect? If I'm not perfect, what does that mean? What's the consequences? What will my life look like? Right? Really breaking that down. I love that. And what a powerful, like I always believe that the result of your life is a direct correlation to the to the questions that you ask yourself. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and how powerful. Yeah. And we have to. It's the only way um, we'll be able to move and shift the behavior. It's the yeah. only way we'll be able to shift the behavior. And if we don't ask ourselves the belief behind the behavior, 
then we'll get stuck in the behaviors and it'll constantly prevent us from moving forward. And not only just professionally, even just personally in our life, right? So why do we behave certain ways in romantic relationships? Why do we behave a certain way as a leader? Why do we behave a certain way as a business owner? And then what are the beliefs that are driven behind that? Mm, I love that. As you're talking, it makes me think of, was it Toyota? I might've jacked that up, but, but the, the why, ask yourself why five times, and then you'll get to the, to the root of what really is at the core of it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, and that's important because again, going back to sometimes we chase things and we don't know why. I mean, I've worked with clients that are like, I want a $10 million business. I'm like, why? And they like, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think <laughs> successful. I'm like, why? You know, okay. You made 10, like, how does $10 million make you successful? Well, well then I can like live a lifestyle that I want. Okay, great. Could you do that with two and a half million dollars? Yeah. Okay. So why 10, you know? So it's like, it's understanding your thought process and the choices that you want and to make and really understanding like, why is that important? Or is it just something that I'm pulling out of the sky because I see it on social media or mm. I see society and society and social media tell you how you should feel, be an act. And so you start should feeling and being and acting according to that, but you don't know why you just know that you're doing it because you see it and you hear it and you think, I guess I should do that too. And we need to break that. I love that. Nadia, I want to ask you, we have tendency to believe that everyone else has it together, but us <laughs> speaking of social media, right? Like we have the belief that I'm the only one that's messed up and believes this. And how do you deal with, I, I lovingly call it in my Northeast flair, the asshole that lives in your brain that tells you that I can't do that. I'll never have that. Who am I to do it? When you hear that asshole chirping, like how do you talk back to it? And how has that evolved through your journey? Yeah, a couple of things. Um, we need to have more self-compassion for ourselves. Mm. And, you know, most of us are hypocrites. And I, and I say that in a loving way, because if your child or your sibling or your spouse came to you and said some of the things that are going on in your head about themselves, you would say, no, sweetheart, like, don't say that about yourself. Like, you're amazing. You can do it. Like you would talk them up, right? You would make them feel good. You would try to empower them, but we don't do that for ourselves. Right mm -hmm. now, imagine the second scenario. Imagine that you're walking down the street and somebody walks past you and stops and says, you're not good enough. Who said you can do that? You need to change your ways you'd be like, who are you talking to? Don't talk to me that way, right? We would stick up for ourselves to the stranger, right? But the reality is, is that we do this to ourselves all the time. So I always say, question yourself like a politician. Mm. Right? When a politician says something, are you like, yep, that's the truth. That's the gospel. I believe it. Or are you like, no, I don't know if that, let me do some research. Let me make sure that this is legit. Let me make sure that there's some fact behind it. I think we need to do the same thing with our thoughts because mm. the truth is, is that most of our thoughts are false. We just make them up, right? They just come into our mind. But the problem is, is that most of us take the thought and then we make it a belief. There's a difference between a thought and a belief. Okay. And I want to make sure this is really clear for people. Okay. You can have a thought, but not have deep rooted belief in it, right? I can think that the sky is red right now. I'm looking at the sky. It's clearly blue, but no, I have the thought that it's red, but I don't believe that it's red, right? 
So it's okay to have negative thoughts, but what we really need to do is question those thoughts mm -hmm. and question the things that are coming into our mind so that we can understand if we should actually be believing that thought. And too many times we believe thoughts that do not serve us. And we need to start believing thoughts that do serve us and then getting rid of the thoughts that don't serve us, that sabotage us. Mm, I love that. I love that. You had me at, we have tendency to believe our thoughts to be true, never question them. And then we create a whole, a whole dang thing. Girl, I can't tell you how much shit I got myself torn up about and nothing ever happened. <laughs> nothing ever happened. Nadia, yeah. I want to talk about your book. Um, and you, you had, had referenced it earlier. Which girl, shout out, you got accolades for the book from the CEO of uh, the Society of Human Resources Management Thank for you. how powerful that your words are. And, and, and Nadia's book is Closing the Gap Between You and Your Potential. Thank you. Talk to us about, about your why behind wanting to put these words out into the world. Yeah, I think... Um... Well, you know, my story has, my journey has been uh, very unique, I think. And, you know, I'm one of those individuals, you know, I went, I went to university three times. I have three degrees. I was an executive, you know, I did all this cool stuff. I had a house on the lake and then it all fell apart after three weeks. Like I lost everything within the matter of a month and I only had a hundred dollars and I had to start over. And I remember thinking in that moment when, you know, the house was gone, the job was gone. My degrees didn't matter because I, I wasn't working. You, you know what I mean? I only had a hundred bucks and I had a broken heart and my parent, my father had passed and my mom was passing away. I remember being in that moment thinking, I can't be the only person that's gone through this, but I can guarantee that there's people out there that think that they're the only ones that are struggling and don't know how to bounce back. And so that's why I decided to write the book to show that like, you know, you can come from nothing and rebuild yourself and build a life that you're proud of. And here's how. Mm. So that's why the book is like the first two chapters are like my story. The next chapters talk about like the, what I call like the greatest tragedy today, which is like a human pandemic of not feeling enough and not feeling happy and not feeling fulfilled. Right. So I talk a lot about research. I went to Scandinavia to explore like the happiest countries in the world. What are they doing that we're not doing? And then the last bit of chapters are actual strategy. Here are the blueprints and the methods that I've used to help me bounce back up after going through a divorce, losing everything, losing both of my parents. By the time I was 31, I didn't have anyone mm. to rely on and then building an amazing company from scratch no business degree, and now being in over 50 countries with our messaging. Here's the strategy that I used. You can use it too. I love that. Isn't it, as you're talking, it just makes me flash to how life has to bring you to your knees. It almost has to break you open for you to find your truth. Yeah. And I, you know, it's funny that you say that because I'm in a phase of my life right now where I'm trying to crack the code on how not to let that happen for people so that they can push their potential and become awakened without having a breaking. Do you think that's possible? I don't know. And that's, that's where I'm, you know, I'm working with my clients and I'm working with individuals to better understand how does the everyday person push their potential when, you know, the everyday person that's like, ah, I feel stuck. I'm not really happy in my life. I don't want, okay, I'm making a paycheck and I have a family that I love. 
So they stay in that like, it's all right phase, right? But how do we get people to pass that phase and become their best and push their potential and thrive when it's not an absolute necessity, when they're not like at the bottom, like I was. So I often, um, like I play with that thought and I play with that strategy and how do we get individuals to do that? How do we get individuals not to wait, God forbid, until they lose everything or until they lose their job or until they lose a loved one or go through a divorce? How can we get human beings to push themselves and build a life that they're proud of and reach their full potential when everything's okay. Yeah. And I think that's the question. Yeah. I was talking to a girlfriend of mine yesterday and she said, you know, Meg, I call it the three D's. You have to go through divorce, death, or diagnosis for you to really see the gifts around you. Yeah, girl. I, 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 I feel that at, at my very core. I love yeah. the work that you're doing, the community that you are building, building and how it has evolved. Will you share for our listeners the Rise Up For You community? Thank you. Yeah, I just give it the airtime it deserves, girl, because it's really it's really powerful. Thank you so much. We're very grateful to do what we do. We're, you know, we're around the world with our messaging. Uh, We're able to serve companies and organizations through teaching these confidence, emotional intelligence and organizations. But we also, of course, serve the individual, you know, like yourself, like me that's watching right now. So you can go to riseupforyou.com. And actually, when you go there, there's a free master success kit that will drop down. It's completely free. And it has 10 videos on building a life that you're proud of, perfectionist mindset, confidence, emotional intelligence, public speaking, all the things that are really, really important to us. So please um, check us out. Go to riseupforyou.com. You can get that free gift. You can also get a free coaching session with our team, totally free, just to add value. And if you need any support and just pushing your potential of being your best, we're happy to have you. Have you. And you could check me out on Instagram as well. And my puppy, Jubble, is just jumping up and he wants to join us too. Come on, honey. Oh, my God. <laughs> hey, did you know that today is National Pet Day? It is? <gasps> it oh. is. He was intuitive. Oh, oh my God. I'll tell you what. Is there any better love than that of a pet? I'll tell you what. The first pet I've ever had, and I love him so much. Oh, I love that. Nadia, for our listeners who uh, are salivating over your words of wisdom today, are like, yeah, girl, I I want more of Nadia. Where can we find you? Where can we follow you? Where can we get more of your wisdom? Thank you. Yeah, so definitely the website, riseofyou.com, but you can connect with me personally on LinkedIn and Instagram and Facebook. I'm on all the social media challenge just under my name, Netta Lena Nasserdine. And I'm sure we can uh, put it in the chat because it's a little bit long. But yeah, Netta Lena Nasserdine. And you'll see me there on Instagram, on Facebook, on LinkedIn. And I, I push out fresh content every single day. And it's different on every single platform. So I'd love for you to join me. And guys, Nadia is spot on. We will link all of that, the website, so you can download that, that free gift and uh, Nadia's uh, handles to all of her social media. I'll tell you, I I follow her religiously on LinkedIn, and um, it's just really great thought-provoking content that feeds the soul and gets you you out of this this robotic nature that we're living in. So thank Thank you. And Nadia, thank you for the courage to step into your fluff and power, girl, 
and listen to that inner gut knowing continue to put it out into the world sometimes it's hard to see when you are leading the torch down the tunnel to know the ripple impact that you have and i'm here to tell you as someone who has felt your wisdom and words that you are making an impact so thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you for having me thank you everybody thank you guys imagine a life where you can have it all a booming career fantastic love life great health and success, and overall achievement and happiness. Imagine pushing your potential to your absolute best and every day living a life that you are proud of. Well, if this sounds like something that you're yearning for, then the Rise of You Growth membership is perfect for you. My team and I believe in supporting you and helping you get to the next level because we know that you can do and have what it takes to be your best. When you join our membership, you get access to live trainings every single month with myself and our team. You get free coaching. You get a number of on-demand resources to help level up your success that you can use in the comfort of your own home. And you get access to our global membership around the world full of like-minded professionals that are looking to be their best. Your time is now to push your potential and live the life that you want to live. So if you're ready to take the next step in your life and in your career, join the Rise Up For You Growth membership. Click below and we'll see you there.